Good afternoon from the closed Luna Park on the Coney Island Boardwalk. On the update this Sunday, there's some more easing as the trend line continues to go downward. The governor said that the number of daily dead from the virus has moved slightly above 100 again, but the overall trend continues down. He also announced that starting today, all the New York professional sports leagues will be able to begin their training camps. We'll have the latest details. The Memorial Day weekend, of course, has meant big crowds at the beaches where the weather has cooperated, but it also meant some renewed warnings from politicians and health experts to be cautious as the virus continues its spread. The NBA could be a Mickey could become, I should say, a Mickey Mouse operation. Now, although the idea isn't exactly completely goofy. The league is in talks with the Walt Disney Company on a single-site scenario for a resumption of play in Central Florida in late July. And the president, in other news, in Decision 2020, the president has a new pitch to voters for this fall. Trust me on an economic recovery. Now, his argument to voters for another term is asking them to look past the pain being felt across the country and to look ahead toward the promise of an economic comeback in 2021. This is the update, Sunday, May the 24th, 2020. This is the update with Brandon Julian, reporting tonight on the road. And a very pleasant Sunday to you, Brandon Julian here, the host of The Update, a podcast exclusive also on the WKRB Mixcloud channel uh, before Memorial Day tomorrow. Today's road stop is at Luna Park at uh, Coney Island, the closed Luna Park, I should say. Normally, this place is rock- rocking and bustling with people for the Memorial Day weekend, but of course, this year is a little bit different with the whole coronavirus and all that stuff. Uh, We have a lot of news to get to this Sunday, including the latest uh, coronavirus developments. We're going to begin with what the governor had to say earlier today. The governor said that the number of daily dead from the virus has moved slightly above 100 again, but the trend continues downward. He announced today during his daily briefing that 109 people died on Saturday. There were 84 deaths on Friday. The number of daily deaths has held steady at about 100 over the past week. And that represents a significant drop from early April when the numbers seemed more likely to hit 1,000 than fall below 100. It peaked at 799 deaths just over a month ago. The latest tally from Cuomo came as the nation's death toll from the virus was approaching 100,000 on the eve of Memorial Day. Also during his briefing today, the governor said that teams in his state can return to their facilities for training after a pause of more than two months. The governor said during his daily briefing that, quote, starting today, all the New York professional sports leagues will be able to begin training camps. The New York City area, of course, is one of the hardest hit parts of the U.S. by this pandemic, but COVID-19 deaths and new infections in the state have been trending downward. Meanwhile, the NBA, MLB, and the NHL are discussing the resumption of their seasons with their respective players' unions. We'll actually talk about how the NBA could possibly resume in Central Florida later this summer in our sports update coming up shortly.
Down in St. Petersburg in Florida, the start of this Memorial Day weekend, of course, marks the unofficial start of summer in the U.S., and it meant some big crowds at the beaches where the weather has cooperated. But it also meant renewing the warnings from politicians and health experts to be cautious as the virus continues to spread and deaths nationwide draw close to 100,000. On the Sunday talk shows today, Dr. Deborah Burks, the coordinator of the White House Coronavirus Task Force, said that she was, quote, very concerned about scenes of people crowding together over the weekend. There have been more than 4,500 recovering virus patients that were sent to the state's already vulnerable nursing homes under a controversial state directive that was ultimately scrapped amid the criticisms that was possibly accelerating the outbreaks. We've been talking about this all week long. This, of course, is according to an Associated Press tally that was conducted after the state declined to release its own survey. But whatever the full number may be, the March 25th order requiring nursing homes to take recovering COVID-19 patients from hospitals has become a thorny political issue for the governor, who abruptly reversed the policy on May 10th. The state leads the nation in nursing home deaths with around 7,500. In Washington, the Federal Bureau of Prisons are going to begin moving about 6,800 inmates from local detention centers across the U.S. after severely curtailing inmate movement for several months. Officials said on Friday that the inmates have been held at local detention facilities and will be sent to one of three designated quarantine sites or to a Bureau of Prisons detention center. Uh, Bureau of Prisons Director Michael Carval said expanded testing capacity will help to mitigate the spread of the virus in the federal prison system. The Bureau said it has worked to decrease internal movement of inmates by about 90% as compared to this time last year. There are the digital fundraising campaigns, the GoFundMe pages for medical care, scrawled signs and apartment elevator banks offering for help grocery shopping. People are reaching out to help others during the pandemic, and some say it's helping them regain a sense of control in their lives. While the traditional philanthropy appears to be experiencing a precipitous drop in donations, individuals often say that volunteering has helped starve off depression. And uh, psychologists say that science backs this up. Helping others really does make you feel better. Back on Friday, the governor dropped the state's absolute ban on gatherings of any size, issuing an executive order saying that up to 10 people are now allowed to be together as long as they abide by other social distancing guidelines that have been adopted during this pandemic. The order represents one of the biggest steps yet that the state has taken to loosen rules that were adopted back in March that have barred anyone but essential workers from getting together unless they live in the same household. People assembling them will still be required to stay six feet away from others and wear a mask when social distancing is not possible. The governor also said that summer school in the state of New York is going to be conducted remotely, uh, citing the risks of returning children to the classroom. The governor said back on Thursday that it's still too early to make a decision about the fall semester. School buildings in the state have been closed since March, 
The governor said it's still unclear how to keep students safe from infection in classrooms and on buses. He also mentioned increasing awareness about a syndrome affecting children that is thought to be linked to COVID-19. Pediatric multisystem inflammatory syndrome affects blood vessels and organs and has symptoms including prolonged fever, abdominal pain, and vomiting. Across the river from us in Jersey City, New Jersey, when Chef Quat Khan died from the virus at the age of 76, he left behind his wife, three children, seven grandchildren, and a legacy of connections. His daughter, Sabila Khan, says her father spent years trying to help other Pakistani immigrants living in Jersey City, just across the Hudson River. Khan hosted events on how to apply for driver's licenses and encouraged dialogue between communities of different faiths and cultures after the 9-11 attacks. Since his death last month, Sabila Khan says that she's taken comfort from people who told their stories about how her father impacted their lives. And authorities say that a Chinese man who tried to get $20 million in federal aid for distressed businesses falsely claimed that he represented New York State and tried to procure COVID-19 tests and other PPEs. The FBI and federal prosecutors say that Muj Ma claimed that he was paying millions of, millions of dollars to hundreds of workers before his arrest on Thursday. But they say that he was his only true employee working out of his posh Manhattan condominium. Uh, Manhattan U.S. Attorney Jeffrey Berman called the alleged crimes audacious, audacious I should say, and callous. Uh, an email seeking comment was sent to Ma's lawyer who told a magistrate judge that her client has no criminal history. He was denied bail after a prosecutor said that he was a flight risk. There is other news of this Sunday to address, and we will address those when the update with Brandon Julian, OTR, podcast exclusive also on the WKRB Mixcloud channel, returns in just 30 seconds. A social distancing tip. Keeping your distance from others is important in slowing the spread of coronavirus. So here are some fun things to do alone. Read a book. Take a walk. Unpack your suitcase from that trip you took last September. Paint a self-portrait. Catch up on a TV series. Do a puzzle. Remember. We should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Welcome back, everyone. Some of the other news of this Sunday. On Long Island, a man that was suspected of fatally stabbing his father on a live Zoom call confessed to the caught-on-camera killing after police found him trying to wash blood off his body with Dr. Pepper, according to prosecutors on Friday. 32-year-old Thomas Scully Powers was arraigned via video and ordered jailed without bail after pleading not guilty to a murder charge in the attack back on Thursday that left 72-year-old Dwight Powers nearly decapitated as horrified call participants scrambled to dial 911. And finally, authorities that are investigating the long-running mystery of skeletal remains strewn along a suburban New York Beach highway say that they've identified the remains of one of the women using DNA technology. Suffolk County Police said on Friday that they would soon post information about the woman known as Jane Doe No. 6 to a website that the department had created about the case. 
Police officials declined to provide some more specific information about when that specific announcement would be made. The previously unidentified women's remains were found a decade apart in two areas of Long Island. Time for us to step aside for a moment when we return on the update this Sunday from the closed Luna Park out in Coney Island. We'll help you get around with the MTA Essential Service Plan. We're going to talk some sports, including how the NBA could become a Mickey Mouse operation, but the idea isn't as goofy. They're in talks uh, with the Walt Disney Company on a single-site scenario for a, for a resumption of play in Central Florida in late July. We'll give you details. We'll also talk about what happened on this day in history. And then we will address the latest national news, including how overseas Europeans have soaked up the sun where they could, taking advantage of the first holiday weekend since the restrictions have been eased. We'll address that and more when the update with Brandon Julian, OTR, podcast exclusive, also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel, returns in just a moment. News for New Yorkers who never saw moving. You're listening to the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. What can I possibly do to make this stressful time a little better? Here's one thing I found. It's a small thing, a simple thing, a remarkable thing. Smile. You can share a smile from more than six feet apart. You can share it socially with the whole world. In fact, right now, I'm smiling at you. And I hope you're smiling back. Because smiling is in you. From PassItOn.com Now's the time to stay apart. Social distancing. But I'm adding something else. Pull together. What's pulling together while we're staying apart? It's calling family to check in on them. It's waving to your neighbor. It's the things we should have been doing all along. And when this tragedy passes and we're able to come together, we'll be stronger than ever because we've already pulled together. Stay apart. Pull together. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies. It's time for Traffic and Weather Together. Because the MTA is running an essential service plan for essential employees only, service on most lines will be running a frequency of at least every 10 to 30 minutes. Also, there is no scheduled service on the B, Grand Central Shuttle, W, and Z trains. For alternate service, you can use the 7, C, D, J, N, Q, or R trains. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. Let us talk some sports uh, on this Sunday. Uh, in Chicago, uh, the future of publicly funded youth sports is, of course, a growing concern because of the crisis. Community leaders are worried that a group of children will lose sports forever. Parks and recreation programs are also most accessible to lower-income families, and those programs are in danger because of budget woes. Wayne Moss is the executive director of the National Council of Youth Sports. He calls the virus, quote, an existential threat to the youth sports landscape. And the NBA could become a Mickey Mouse operation, but the idea isn't goofy. 
The League is in talks with the Walt Disney Company on a single-site scenario for a resumption of play in Central Florida in late July. It's the clearest sign yet that the NBA believes that the season can continue amid this pandemic. The National Basketball Players Association is also part of the talks with Disney. The games would be held at the ESPN Wide World of Sports Complex, a massive campus on the Disney property near Orlando. NBA spokesman Mike Bass said the conversations were still exploratory and that the site would be used for practices and housing as well. ESPN is primarily owned by Disney, one of the NBA's broadcast partners. Space, though, won't be an issue, even if Major League Soccer, which is also in talks to resume its season at Disney, is there at the same time as the NBA. The entire Disney complex is roughly 40 square miles, with nearly 24,000 hotel rooms that are either owned or operated by Disney. When we return on the update this Sunday from the club's Luna Park at Coney Island on this Memorial Day weekend, we'll address what happened on this day in history, and then we will talk the latest national news, including how in the other non-coronavirus developments, police say that two people have died and ten more were injured in multiple shootings in St. Louis. We will address that and more when the update with Brandon Julian, OTR, podcast exclusive also on the WKRB Mixcloud channel. Uh, returns in just a moment. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. A social distancing tip. While the CDC urges you to avoid close contact, like hugging or shaking hands, there are other non-physical ways to say hello. Wave, wink, use sign language, salute, smile, give the peace sign, throw up an air high five, do jazz hands. Remember, stay a minimum of six feet or two arms length away from others and stay home if you can. For more info, visit coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing. Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. From New York City, doing business in the same location since 1904, this is The Update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back uh, to The Update with Brandon Julian, OTR, podcast exclusive, also on the WKRB Mixcloud channel. Today's road stop on this Memorial Day weekend, the closed Luna Park out in Coney Island, where even though none of the rides are in operation, the boardwalk is rather bustling, and some of the food shops along the boardwalk are rather bustling as well, because they are allowed to be open uh, as part of this Memorial Day weekend. The NYPD is out here. Uh, along the boardwalk, making sure that there's no criminal activity. Uh, the topic on the beaches has been rather controversial. Uh, 
about how they said there was no swimming allowed. Allowed. Then a couple days ago, uh, they made a tweet to that saying that you can go in the water up to your knees and go wading in the water, but there's no swimming. Uh, that thought surfers wouldn't be allowed. Now surfers are allowed to take part of this. That's why the New York City Council, they proposed an idea uh, that... Uh, that the beaches and swimming should be allowed, but with a social distancing, and the parks department and the other departments would work on coordinating, make sure people stay safe and get tested. Strangely enough, the mayor has not delivered a daily briefing today. I find that very interesting indeed. Uh, let us address what happened on this day in history for this May the 24th. The highlight of his day came in 1844, when Samuel F. B. Morse transmitted the message, quote, what half God wrought from Washington to Baltimore as he formally opened America's first telegraph line. In 1775, uh, John Hancock was unanimously elected president of the Continental Congress in Philadelphia, succeeding Peyton Randolph. In 1935, the first Major League Baseball game to be played at night took place in Cincinnati's Crosley Field as the Reds beat the Phillies 2-1. In 1941, the German battleship Bismarck sank the British battlecruiser HMS Hood in the North Atlantic, killing all but three of the 1,418 men on board. In 1961, a group of Freedom Riders was arrested after arriving at a bus terminal in Jackson, Mississippi, charged with breaching the peace for entering white-designated areas. They ended up serving 60 days in jail. In 1962, astronaut Scott Carpenter became the second American to orbit the Earth as he flew aboard Aurora 7. In 1974, American jazz composer and band leader Duke Ellington died in New York at the age of 75. In 1976, Britain and France opened Transatlantic Concord Supersonic Transport Service to Washington. In 1991, the feminist film drama Thelma and Louise, starring Susan Sarandon as Louise and Gina Davis as Thelma, was released by MGM. In 1994, four Islamic fundamentalists convicted of bombing the World Trade Center in 1993 were each sentenced to 240 years in prison. In 1995, former British Prime Minister Harold Wilson died in London at the age of 79. In 2001, 23 people were killed when the floor of a Jerusalem wedding hall collapsed beneath dancing guests, sending them plunging, sending them plunged several stories into the basement. And in 2018, a gunman was shot and killed by two bystanders after opening fire at an Oklahoma City restaurant and wounding three patrons. When we return on the update this Sunday from the closed Luna Park at Coney Island, we will address the latest national news, including how the president in Decision 2020 has a new pitch to voters this fall. We'll tell you about it when the update with Brandon Julian, OTR, podcast exclusive also on the WKRB Mixcloud channel, returns in just a moment. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Notice lately how empty everything is? Empty streets, empty stores, empty schools. But I'm trying to change these empty times by being full of gratitude. Gratitude means saying thanks. 
to the garbage collector, the medical providers, and all those who are helping every day. Things may appear empty around us, but when we're filled with gratitude, nothing is completely empty inside us. Gratitude is in you. From PassItOn.com Pass it on. This time of upheaval is causing me to look a little deeper inside myself, looking for some goodness. And this is what I've found. I'm more aware of my neighbor's well-being. I'm saying thanks to those who help keep my life as normal as possible. My mail carrier, my grocery cashier, my delivery person. I find myself caring about others instead of just looking out for myself. And oh, my goodness, does it feel good. Goodness is in you. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com Of all the radio stations in New York, we just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the update of Brandon Julian, OTR, podcast exclusive, also on the WKRB Mixed Cloud channel. Today's road stop, uh, the closed Luna Park out in Coney Island, oh, the home of the cyclone and the famous Wonder Wheel. Uh, let us address the latest national news uh, on this Sunday. We will begin overseas in Berlin. Where Europeans have soaked up the sun where they could today, taking advantage of the first holiday weekend since restrictions were eased. Governments have been grappling with how and when to safely let in foreign travelers to salvage the vital summer tourist season. Across the continent, a mishmash of travel restrictions appears to be on the horizon, often depending on where travelers live and what passports they carry. Germany, France, and other European countries aim to open their borders for European travel in mid-June, but it isn't clear when international travel will resume. Spain, one of the worst-hit countries in the pandemic and also one of the world's top top destinations for international travelers, says that it won't reopen for foreign tourists until July. Turning to non-coronavirus news in St. Louis, police say that two people have died there and ten more were injured in multiple shootings. The St. Louis Post-Dispatch reports that a dozen people were shot today in St. Louis. Police say one man was fatally shot several times inside his car in the Jeff Vanderloo neighborhood. Another man died in a separate shooting downtown that also left another man in critical condition. Today's deaths come after two people were killed in separate shootings in the city within an hour just last night. Out in Waxhaw in North Carolina, authorities say that a sheriff's deputy shot and wounded a man who was armed with a knife when deputies responded to a complaint that he had disrupted an outdoor church service in North Carolina today. A spokesman for the Union County Sheriff's Office said that investigators were trying to determine why the man interrupted the service outside Oak Grove Baptist Church in Waxhaw, North Carolina. The man's injuries weren't considered to be life-threatening. Deputy Tony Underwood said that the man lives across the road from the church and from a driveway about 200 yards from the outdoor service had been shouting obscenities at congregation members today and also on previous occasions. And finally, in Decision 2020, the president is having a new pitch to voters this fall. He's asking them to trust him when it comes to an economic recovery. 
The pandemic, of course, has put more than 38 million people out of work in the U.S., and Trump is increasingly talking up a future, reco- future recovery that probably won't materialize until after the November election. His argument to voters for another term in office asks them to look past the pain being felt across the country and to look ahead toward the promise of an economic comeback next year. And he speaks also of a, quote, transition to greatness. Our thought for today is from Wendell Phillips, an American abolitionist, born in 1811 and died in 1884. Our thought for today is responsibility educates. I will let you guys ponder on that as we say in the words of Walter Cronkite, that is the way it is. Sunday, May the 24th, 2020. That is the update on this Sunday from the closed Luna Park in Coney Island. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you joining us. And in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news is good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck. Be safe. Be well. And hopefully you have a happy Memorial Day. Remember to honor all those that have served to keep this country safe. We have a rebroadcast of one of our WKRB shows tomorrow. And then we start our Staten Island series on Tuesday. I hope you can join me then.